once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. We are actually flying solo today. It's just me and him, but we're going to still be talking about some really important topics of things that you should be looking for as a red flag when you are reaching out to different PR people. We have covered red flags with managers, red flags with other industry pros, but Curtis is an industry pro himself, obviously, in the PR world. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have, and he can offer some great insight on what to look for so that you don't end up getting ripped off by some shyster. Shyster. <laughs> wow. That's right. I busted out the Yiddish on this one. Wow. I'm impressed, Corey. <laughs> All right. So, Curtis, yes. you've been doing this for a few years, one or two, maybe, yep. potentially. Yep. Yep. And I know you know like everybody in the business and you've seen a lot of shady practices. So what would be like the number one thing people should, you know, hone in on when they're reaching out to a PR person as this is not the right situation? Before we get into it, I want to mention one thing. Oh, well, okay then. It's 10 p.m. at night and we're doing a podcast. This is how dedicated <laughs> we are. Well, it's only 10 p.m. for you. It's 7 p.m. for me because I'm super cool and on the West Coast. So, but what, but what day is it, Corey? I don't know. <laughs> Friday. We're we're doing this Friday night, 10 o'clock and 7 o'clock. We got like six more. We got like seven podcasts lined up for the weekend. Anyways, that's an aside. So, just that was to toot our own horns for a second. So, number one, number one red flag you're asking me for. Yeah. So what's the, like the early warning signs that, you know, somebody's just reached out and it's the, the earliest warning sign that people should maybe watch out for as a, this person may or may not be a good person to work with. Okay. Well, number one, I mean, I hate to say this because when people are starting out, you got to do cold outreach. I mean, I had to do cold outreach when I first started out. I'm sure most people do. Mm -hmm. um, but there are, PR quote unquote companies that will that do a lot of cold outreach to literally everyone like they just go on Bandcamp they hit up everybody that's on the new release list like literally everyone and they'll just DM everybody they'll like it it seems like it's not a real reach out I guess is what I'm trying to say does that make so sense like, so like no attempt at building any kind of a real connection or a real relationship they're just Sorta. going after anybody and everybody and yeah there's no no real like effort it's all a copy and paste just going yeah. after whoever you can get yeah but I mean at the same token I mean when you're starting mm -hmm. out I mean sometimes you make mistakes like that again like I said when I started mm -hmm. out I did the same thing so that's not necessarily a red flag but it is at the same time if you know what i mean because so what would be the right new. way to do cold outreach versus i mean i mean i don't there, i mean i know what i look for for cold yeah. outreach but i mean it's, what what would be from your perspective because you've done the cold outreach i've done yeah. cold outreach too but yeah you've done a lot That's of cold outreach. <laughs> what's the what's the best way to go about it so you don't get red flagged Okay. Um, well, it again, it can be kind of hard. This is kind of tricky because mm -hmm. it kind of depends upon your your written 
social skills, I guess. Because sometimes mm-hmm. like people can't can't judge tone in a in an email, so it, it kind of depends upon how you write, I guess. I mean, I'm not the world's best writer myself, but I think I can communicate, you know, in a in a in a proper enough manner that I could be understood. But my what my intention is, but like let's say, okay, so if someone like like you said, if it's copy and paste and it's obviously copy and paste, and there's all these promises in it. I mean, that's, that's like the main red flag, but I mean, like for what your question is, is, is the right way. Like, I mean, the right way would be to actually communicate with the person and show interest in something that they do and actually communicate that. Like, for example, if you're trying to hit up a band and you're a PR, um, I would, I would start by talking about their music saying, I really like their music. I saw they were putting something out and then I would go, you know, I'm from doer PR um, this is my, this is what I've done. These are some of my current clients. These are my rates. If you're interested, hit me up. I usually don't have to do that though. Cause I usually get enough people contacting me or referring that I don't have to anymore. But if I did, that's what I would do. Yeah. And see, I've gotten those kind of cold emails too. And those are the kind of people that I, <clears throat> I would rather work with who they've referenced something, not, they don't just say, Oh, I'm a huge fan of your music. Yeah. Say I'm a huge fan of XYZ release or yeah. You know, I've been really into death metal for years and your approach in this area or just something that shows that you actually listen to it and you're not just blowing smoke. Yeah. And it's the same thing when you're shopping for a PR, like you can Mm -hmm. kind of tell, like I can tell when I get a copy paste email, when someone reaches out to me, for example. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can kind of tell, and then you there's, you just kind of get a feel for it after a while, but like, okay, so let's say a PR reaches out to you. And it's just like, you know, hello, my name is Curtis Dewar. I work for Dewar PR. I'm looking for new clients. Please, please check my rates here. And one main thing, just to, just to bring it up, hopefully I'm not going off track here, is if there's an add to cart button, that is a huge, huge, massive red flag. Just I've actually massive. never seen that. People do oh, they're that. They're all like... over the place. They're all over the place. They're all over the fucking place. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, if you see an add to cart button on a PR or consultant or management page, just run the fuck away. Don't go near that. They are taking anyone and everything 99% of the time. Sometimes they say they do check your music and that's a condition. That's pretty rare. Um, just from what I've seen, because I've seen some some of these PR places just push some terrible, terrible stuff. Yeah, so, so yeah. So, I mean, like what will happen sometimes in that case, and I hopefully I'm not going off track here. Is... No, this is super valuable because I've actually never seen somebody be like have an online store for a la carte oh, PR what, like that. Once, once we get off the phone, I, I, I will actually send you some links to some people that I'm thinking of right now. So like if you get the like if you like here's what's going to happen is, is if you get the add to cart PR, all they're going to do is they're going to take your music. They're not going to listen to it. They're going to upload it to probably Google Drive or they're going to upload it to like WeTransfer or something stupid like that. It's unprofessional. And they're just going to t- copy and paste anything you send them. If you send them like two words, that's going to be your press, re- press release that's going out. I actually was shown uh, a, a review that was in a major magazine where all it was was it talked about how the quote-unquote PR, who's a dollar store PR who charges 50 bucks for three months, all they did was send uh, 
the shittiest MP3s. They were like, I think they were at like 160 uh, kbps or however you say it. Oh so it was like low. It might have even been 72 or something stupid like that. And it was like, they didn't check it. The sound quality was horrible. And all the, all the press release stated was something like, this is doom metal or something stupid like that. And like 80% of the review was just bitching about what the PR did. So... <laughs> Wow. That's, I mean, I've gotten some really gnarly stuff from PRs and I guess I've gotten some really gnarly stuff that I didn't even check whether or not it was from a PR or a band that yeah. is what you're actually saying. So yeah, maybe I'm actually being harder on bands than I should be because I didn't realize it was a PR and not a band that was doing this. <laughs> well, it could be, it might not be right. But, but there are like, I don't want to name names on this show. I mean, oh yeah, I, definitely I no. Well, I did the other day with John Asher. So if anybody wants to go back and listen to the the podcast we did with John Asher, I specifically name uh, at least one or two people in that episode who you want to stay away from, but I'm not going to name them now because I don't want to embarrass Grin. But um, basically, where am I going with this? Basically, a lot of a lot of these guys, all they do is that they just take the music and they take whatever you send and they blast it to a list. They're not doing PR. All they're doing is an email blast. They're not staying in touch with any anyone they're not asking for coverage they, they all they're doing is blasting to a list nothing else like it's literally just an email blast that actually brings me to like one of my red flags for prs um that i've noticed is list size yeah so like say you're engaging with somebody who um you know you, you've gotten to the point where you're thinking about contracting them and they say that they have a list of 15,000 or 20,000 people yeah. that they're going to be sending your music to. There is no feasible way to maintain relationships with that many people. And all they're doing is exactly what you said is sending out an email blast and well, nothing else. One thing I also want to point out, there is not 20,000 people that review metal or no, play there's metal. Not. There's not. I mean, there's just no way. Like, I don't believe it. Like the, my list... I'll be fully transparent. My list is about 1300 mm -hmm. and I probably have a good relationship with maybe 400 of those. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I can't keep a relationship with all 1400, you know, but I mean, I got a relationship with like maybe three to 400. There's no way I can guarantee you. There's no way that uh, there's a legitimate 10,000 list. Like, I mean, they might have a lot of those like blog spots and shit on them, you know? Or they mm -hmm. might have like, you know, a lot of the, like, I hate to say this, but a lot of Russian uh, sites and stuff, which are really sketchy might be on the list, or it could be like other Brazilian PRs. ones. Yeah. Other PRs. Yeah. There's one person that just, they blast other PRs and. There's one person yeah. that has me on their list three times, my metal injection email, and they somehow got a hold of two of my personal emails and I am on their list three separate times. Yep. Yeah, that's common too, because I'm as well, I want to point something else out. I'm also on that individual's list for three different email addresses. Three. Yes. So they may have a list of 10,000, but two thirds of them are going to be repeats. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just that, but also, I mean, I mean, the, the, the thing you want to realize is that the, like, the main point that Corinne's making is the fact that the list size doesn't really matter that much. I mean, it does and it doesn't. Like if they have a 50 list, if their list is 50 people, 
eh, that's probably not very good. Um, I mean, like, I would say, like, anybody that had under 500 contacts would be very suspect. And 500, 500 even, I think, is too low. But I'm just saying, like, under 500 is probably pretty suspect. And anyone who says that they have over, like, maybe... 5,000 maybe would be very suspect because I, I would imagine like someone like Metal Blade who has the entire world and every fucking territory, they probably have like a five to 10,000 press list, I would imagine, but not. But they're Metal Blade. Yeah, they're Metal Blade. But I don't, I'm, I'm very, very certain that the vast majority of PRs do not have like every fucking country in the world and their metal press on their list, right? Like there's no, there's no way, you know what I mean? So um where would we be going with this with the list list size yeah, the list size is one of the red flags is yeah list size is red, one of the red flags yeah it's definitely i mean you can be too small and you can be too high but one thing i want to point out again just with list size is that again the person could be just starting out right mm-hmm. and, and if they're just starting out they're going to have a small list but if the person's just starting out um if they're honest, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be upfront with you. They're going to say, yeah, I'm just starting out. And, you know, usually they're not going to charge you like, for example, a thousand bucks or 500, whatever it is for a month of PR, they're going to do something. They're going to do a lower price because they're trying to establish themselves. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I think we covered lists. What, what, what's your, what's your next red flag? And then I want you, I want you, I want you to ask me some questions. That was probably my biggest red flag. So let's actually like, let's switch back to you for a bit. So what is other than we've got you know, the add to cart button, yep. people who are cold reaching out and, you know, the copy and paste style and list size. <clears throat> so say somebody's in deep with, you know, thinking about contracting somebody, they've had several conversations. What are some other red flags that they should look for? Well, I would cut it back even further if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I mean, just when you start to quote unquote shop for PR, mm-hmm. like here's, 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 here's the very first thing is that Um, I know most people will just go to Google, right? Um, But that's not necessarily correct because the people who are going to be at the top of the page in Google are going to be like the top priced PRs, right? They're going to be like people like, for example, someone charging like 5,000 bucks who, you know, does PR for, I'm not, not Metallica, but I'm I'm exaggerating. Like Lamb of God. Yeah, like Lamb of God. I don't think she has, she, yeah, she'd probably be at the top of the page, but you know, someone Mm -hmm. who's expensive, that's kind of out of your league, right? So you don't really want to start there because then you're going to kind of be like, think, get a bad idea that, you know, okay, I got to come up with $6,000 or otherwise I can't do anything. Right. Um, so what you want to do is you want to start looking at the pages of some bands that you know, that are comparable in size to see who they list on their Facebook page or on their Twitter or whatever as their PR. I would start or even asking for referrals if they don't list yeah. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Either, either look there or start asking. And if you know anyone that's used PR in the past, start asking. Like just start asking with your network or bands that you know about that are somewhat same size that you know have gotten coverage in, coverage in places and just start getting names of those people. And then once you get the names of those people, you want to start doing some background checks. And the way that you do a background check is the very first thing you want to check, in my opinion, some people say you should check the website. I don't think so because my website's shit and I know I'm not shit. Um, but I can fix that for you, side note. 
I would love it if you could one of these days, but I know you don't have time right now. So I'm going to forbid this by <laughs> laying the foot down. Um, but thank you for the offer. <laughs> Sounding like your dad now. I forbid this. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, work saying? dad. <laughs> work dad. Uh, what was I saying here? So I, I think you should start checking their social media because one thing, and this is not always, always a, a perfect rule of thumb, but if the PR isn't posting on social media and they have no web presence, that's like a huge red flag. There's a guy in the UK who does a lot of cold email outreach who has absolutely zero uh, web presence, but people always get taken in by a scam because they don't bother to check the fact, they don't bother to really put two and two together. The guy doesn't have a Facebook, he doesn't have a Twitter, he doesn't have an Instagram. Uh, he's got a website that looks like it was done in like 2005 and that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think like right there, like the web presence is a major, major red flag because most legitimate people are going to have a web presence of some sort. You know well, what I mean? I mean, your whole job is to talk to people. So yep. if you're not publicly talking to people on something like, I know your jam is Twitter. Yeah. Then, I mean, that's, a massive, massive red flag. You're right, because that's your entire existence is talking to but, people and networking. But but there is a caveat to this. There, there, there is there is a word of warning. Not a word There's of warning. There's always a caveat. There, there is. But there that some of these bigger places don't have a web presence. So this isn't always true. So, like for example, um, I don't think adrenaline has a big web presence, do they? Like, I mean, she's got the website and she's like huge. You know but what they I mean? Predate. I, yeah, a lot well, of this I mean. stuff so that's the that, difference is yeah. their, their relationships predate the massive social media boom where it was necessary yeah. yeah like she like she's like one of the considered to be one of the best in the business and i mean she mm -hmm. doesn't have much of a web presence that i that i can think of i don't think she does i believe that she mainly does it through the bands but so what i'm saying is like 99.9 percent .9 of the time this is true but that sometimes it's not so i guess looking at their web presence, but also their age. So if you're looking yeah. at somebody like Adrenaline who's been around forever, obviously yeah, their web presence isn't gonna be as crucial because their relationships have been built over decades rather mm -hmm. than you know five years or less. 100%. <laughs> um, so web presence is definitely a huge, huge, huge indicator. If, if the person isn't posting, they don't post reviews, they don't really talk on social media, eh. I would think that there's probably a problem unless we, again, we go back to how old, how long they've been around. Um, and this is easily verified. Like you can take, you can ask people like, who are your clients? And if they don't tell you, that's another red flag, but you can usually find out just from that. Um, I think I missed part of your question. What I, I think I went off on a tangent, didn't I? No, you had to scale it back because my question was going too deep and too late. So okay, re -ask was, it, uh, we were we had to go back to the beginning a little bit more, back to the Googling yeah. phase. Yeah. So, so what, referrals and word of mouth, definitely the best way to find yeah. a PR in your opinion. Yeah, well, it is and it is. But at the same time, again, there's caveats because mm -hmm. sometimes someone may have worked with, with a PR a few years ago and maybe they were maybe they were getting results back then and then you know then they let their worth work worth work ethic slide and you know they're not getting as good results anymore that happens quite a bit mm -hmm. so you want to check both past 
and present clients. And you also need to kind of be a selective listener because sometimes some bands also have unrealistic expectations and might be bad mouthing a PR that did a fantastic job. I've seen that many times. Or they thought they should have gotten like, for example, metal injection, but the PR got them uh, lower level stuff, but metal injection wasn't interested or whatever. I'm just giving metal injection as an example. Um, so there's those factors too. So you got you got to be a selective listener because I've had people tell me like for example that John's a crap PR and I know he's not a crap PR you know what I mean I, I know as a fact he's not a crap PR I've had people tell me ear split is crap and I know they're not crap you know and I've had people tell me that uh, other people are, are not good and I'll be like well I know as a fact that's not true because you know I know who these people are they've been in the industry for a long time I've never heard a bad word about them until you kind of came up to me so mm -hmm. you want to kind of be selective with how you on on how you listen so if one bad band gives you a bad, bad report i guess is what i'm saying check it with more than one band if you're getting like you know four or five bands all five ones you check all say this person is shit that's probably a good good indicator they are but if one band goes oh they sucked and everyone else went yeah they were actually quite good i was quite happy or whatever you know just be a selective listener because also there's times when sometimes sometimes a campaign just fucking fails too right like i've had my share of failed campaigns i'm sure there's people that have thought i was a waste of money but and that but that happens in all of marketing and pr there are going to be failed campaigns so just be a selective listener on that what's next corinne well, I know a lot of people assume that PRs are pretty much just doing what you've said. These, you know, shysters, as I said earlier, mm -hmm. are mm -hmm. doing and just sending email blasts. So what is the biggest difference between or not even the biggest difference? What are the differences? I know what they are, but between what you do versus what everybody assumes you do and what well, other people should expect their PR to do if they're doing a good job. Well, it depends, right? Like, because sometimes I don't have to do direct pitching to people, right? Because mm -hmm. some people have this whole thing where they got to have a pitch and they send it to everybody plus the holics and all the rest. Of it. I don't always do that because, I mean, I got a lot of relationships where I just can go to someone, hey, you want to do a review? Or I could be just like, sometimes I don't even have to because the outlet will always do it or, you know, there's a good chance they will. So, I mean, it depends. There's no real way to answer that because, I mean, it's like, some people just work differently, right? Like with you, for example, I don't think I really have to write a big involved pitch saying, you know, here's this band, blah, 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 blah. Like someone else might need to do with you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we said with Greg the other day, it's kind of like, here's this band, want to do something with it? <laughs> <laughs> but they should be at least doing some sort of, you know, like personal level interaction and kind of bird dogging it a little bit for their clients if you know what That's i mean similar. i don't know if you do you have that term in canada bird dog yeah we do yeah bird dog okay. but uh, yeah there, well there's a couple different definitions for it i think i know the one you're referring to but um yeah, i'm a walking dictionary today wow i'm impressed yeah, with myself. it's a southern thing for those of you yeah. who don't know what i mean it means like going after something like a, yep. a hunting dog would after yep. you've shot a bird out of the sky so yeah there's also our non-canadian non-us friends yeah I did know I did know that definition. I wrote a book about bird dogging one time. It was it was good. But anyway, a sales book rather about bird dogging. Um, so what was I talking about here? So yeah, I mean, usually you want to have some personal contact going in with the press. I mean, like it's kind of weird because like with me, it kind of blurs sometimes because my like I'm always talking to people and stuff like that. So there's, you know what I mean? There's it goes mm -hmm. kind of from social to 
pitch, but not pitching at the same time yet pitching, you know what I mean? So there, there should be like a lot of, you know, there should be interaction at least, you know what I'm saying? There, there should be like, for example, if I go on Twitter, you know, I'm, I'm sharing the reviews. I'm talking about my bands. I'm not just talking about myself. I do talk about myself a lot, a lot, a lot. I talk about Corinne. Um, I talk about Lindsay. I talk about everybody, but you know, you gotta have, you gotta have the band stuff in there too. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but if someone's just, all they're doing is just, just hitting send on an email, they're not even attempting to get you interviews. They're not doing anything. That's a bad sign. Right. And I mean, sometimes again, I'm not, I'm not being, I'm not justifying for anybody, but I mean, sometimes PR companies will take on too many clients and people get neglected. So I know I'm kind of being vague in my answers, but I, I don't, some of the things that are red flags are not necessarily red flags at times. Right. Right. Am I being clear? I'm trying, I'm trying to like, kind of not give like a total, like, you know, this is <laughs> definitely a red flag when it's not always, you know what I mean? Are there any that are definite red flags other yes. than the add to cart button? Yes, um, definitely the add to cart button. But I, I would say that anybody that will take you sight unseen, they do not ask you any questions about the music um, all, and they promise you the sky. That is a red flag. There are many people that I've been told at least who do this. Um, I've had bands contact me and say, um, I just need a price and I'll be like, well, I need to hear your music. And they'll be like, well, we'll give you our music if you give me a price. So sometimes I'll just get the price and I'll be like, I ain't taking you on if I don't like you. And they'll come back and they'll be like, well, so-and-so told us that they get us Kerrang for like a hundred dollars. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> you know, so-and-so said we get metal injection for like 50 bucks or a hundred bucks plus this, plus this, plus this. And it's like, that's not true. Like, the publicist doesn't know what they're going to get you at first. They might have connections at Metal Hammer. They might have connections at Kerrang. They might have connections at Metal Injection. But there's no way that they can guarantee you jack shit. There's no way they can so guarantee that's, you. That's you right know. there. That's another red flag is if they're trying to make yeah. concrete, I will get you X, Y, Z. I think the only concrete thing you can do is, yeah, I'll get you coverage. <laughs> well, you can't even necessarily even guarantee that sometimes because there can be factors where the band yeah. just doesn't bite. Like I'll, I'll tell you, I had, I have personally had a campaign where no matter what I did, this band did not fucking bite. I think I got one, one press release covered. <laughs> I mean, the band was pissed obviously. Right. But I mean, like, I'm not joking. I actually gave it my all. And it just went thud. So, and I know uh, Asher's told me about a couple where the same thing has happened to him, right? Where it's just like, I don't know what happened, but this didn't take on. So, I mean, yeah, you you do want results, but it's like with anything with marketing or advertising, you, it, there's no guarantee that you'll get even anything. And if anybody tells you that, that you're guaranteed, it's, it's wrong. Like I can pitch you like, we work together and I, 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 I believe you, I believe you like me. So, you know, you know, if I, pitch right. you something, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. okay. Yeah. So, but I, but I mean like, you know, if I, if I pitch you something like I'm really desperate, I really need this. I, you still can't guarantee that for me, even if no, I come I here and I call in a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Because even, even after it gets to me, if I'm like, Hey, yeah, Curtis, I'll help you out. It's still got to go through my editor. Yeah. <laughs> Everything still has to pass. 
And the same thing happens at Crane. The same thing happens at Pitchfork. The same thing happens at Decibel. It's all got to get approved by someone else. And if that person does not approve it, it ain't happening. So unless that PR is the editor-in-chief of that magazine, and that would be pretty damn unethical, um, you ain't getting jacked shit guaranteed. I can even say, like, our editors, they don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, they won't sit there and tell a band, yeah, I'll do this for you after that band's hired them to do, like, it's not, yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Unless you're, like, the best friend with, uh, you know, Peter Mensch or whatever his name is in Metallica, there's probably absolutely no guarantees that you're going to get anywhere for, for guaranteed. It, it's just not going to happen. So yeah. I would say that that's, a, like, an ultimate red flag is the guarantee, especially of good coverage. And especially if it's like your debut EP or your your debut uh, single. Yeah, definitely with those. It's, I mean, nobody's heard of you yet. So you could have the best band in the world, but people are going to be like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well, you also have to realize like one thing is like another red flag that you want to be, that you want to be kind of be looking out for is if the PR has too many clients, like I take on a lot of clients. I usually have between 10 to 15 a month, but I, I feel like I can comfortably handle that. And I haven't had too many complaints. I mean, you know, you sometimes get a complaint, but you know, usually I don't, but if I felt like it, like I was getting like way too much, what I do is I end up uh, paying someone else to help me. Like, for example, if I needed to, I'd probably ask you to help me. Um, or I got uh, Duncan who can help me, or I got like Ian who can help me. I got a few people I can call on to be like, you know, help me out. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if a PR, for example, uh, there's one that was advertising has like a hundred clients and he's like charging them like 30 bucks a pop. And it's like, that's an email cl- blaster. Yeah. Like how, like, how is that possible? You know what I mean? Okay. This comes back to another red flag price. Price is a red flag. If it's too low, it's a red flag. Mm-hmm. If it's too low, it's too good to be true, it's a red flag. So if someone comes up to me or if you go up to a PR and they tell you that they will charge you 50 bucks, someone sent me this uh, last month, I think it was 100, no, 80 bucks US, I believe, for a year's worth of PR. Oh, dear God, no. Yeah. The guy emailed me and he's like, what's this? And I'm like, I'm like, looking at him like, I don't know. He's like, how does this guy do this? I'm like, I don't know, because just just so everybody knows, like PR is a business. So not including like my own time, my expenses per month. I have a I have to pay for Holix, which is the software I use to send out the emails. That's a minimum of uh, 150 to 250 per month US dollars that I have to come up with. Um, I also have MailChimp, which is another uh, $25 a month, I believe. I also have to pay for my internet, which is like a hundred bucks. I have to pay for my phone, which is something like 200 and something dollars a month. What else? I also have to pay for the electricity, like my expenses. I could not, you know, I, I don't understand how you could possibly run a business where you're charging, you know, a year for $75, you know, $75 for a year of PR. Unless you have you a know, thousand clients. <laughs> Well, even then you like, you're not going to have the time. Like, I mean, like, like yeah. just, 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 just for an example, like the cost for Holix I was mentioning right there, 
like they charge you based on space and bandwidth. So if I go over, I pay and it's something like five bucks a gigabyte or something like that for both storage and bandwidth. So if that person has a, a thousand clients or a hundred clients, they're going to be on the thousand dollar a month plan. So their expenses just went up and their MailChimp cost, I think is going to be like even more because most MailChimp plans, I believe I have an old plan, but I believe it's like number of sends you get, you get an increase in charge. Maybe I'm mistaken in that, but I believe that's how they do it now. It depends so, on what plan you're on. Some of the plans it's unlimited sends. Yeah. But yeah. That's what I got. That's either what I got. way. It's, I mean, it's not yeah. free and it's not cheap. Yeah, it's not. And like also for internet, I don't know what it's like in the United States, but some, a lot of Canadian places have like the internet cap and stuff like that. So there's a lot of downloading and uploading. Like I, I'm lucky I have unlimited 5G internet, but you know, a lot of people I have pay a, a cap. premium. I have my one gig, one gig upload, download that's unlimited, yeah. but I pay a premium for that. Yeah, so you're you're probably paying like a hundred bucks a month or whatever too, right? So yeah, I'm. It's over a hundred, but I mean, yeah. I have I work with a lot of really big files, so yeah. whether it's music or art or anything like yeah. that, I have to be able to upload and download fast, or I will go insane. So yeah, I'm I'm the same the way. Money. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. So, but if a PR is not charging you that, mm -hmm. there's something wrong. So I mean, yes, maybe they're running a sale that month. Okay, fine, that might be a thought, but. I mean, just cost-wise, it just doesn't make any sense. So if someone, so if someone's just doing an email blast and they have like a thousand clients, it, the math just doesn't add up. So, um, also, I just thought of another red flag. If, it, unless you wanted to ask me about something more on that. No, no, keep okay. going. These are all super helpful for people. Okay. Okay. So Unleash another. Unleash your inner bitch. Just let Unleash. it out. Unleash my inner bitch. Um, another <laughs> one is where someone. How do I want to phrase this here? Someone kind of like if they just kind of seem off, like almost almost everybody can kind of tell if someone kind of seems a little bit off because, you know, they might come along and they'll do what I said before. Where it's like they'll kind of promise you the world and then they'll offer you like a low price and then they'll how am I want to say this? They'll name drop. Oh, right? Yes. That's where I'm kind of going with this, the name dropping. Um, so I have you know, Dave Lombardo coming over for dinner tonight. Well, <laughs> or, you know, like random crap. <laughs> well, not just that, but here, here's a good one too, though, that a lot of, a lot of uh, guys on uh, like Instagram will do like the rapper, the rapper PR guys and stuff. They'll have worked with like, you know, some major company like Universal for like a week or something like that, or two weeks as like the male boy or something like that. And they'll be like, I worked with like Dr. Dre, you know, that mm -hmm. I don't know what label he signed up, whatever label he's at. When re in reality, they were like the, you know, the lunch, the lunch lady, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so, you know, technically they work, they worked with Dr. Dre as their coworker or whatever, but in reality, it's like, they're the lunch, they're the, they're the lunch lady or, or you know, they they worked in the, you know, mail room or they, uh, you know, they did nothing basically. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot, there's a lot of people like that. And even people who might've been like, you know, uh, an intern somewhere for a very brief period of time. And then they'll try to ride that as being like, you know, they have a connection to the industry when in reality they don't, there was one guy that, um, a friend of mine, um, he got DM by this person and he made it sound like he was this huge big wig exec at a used to be a huge big wig exec at this company, just powerhouse guy. He knows everything about the industry. 
I went and looked at the guy's LinkedIn profile and his Facebook profile, and I'm not fucking joking you. His job was literally the mail guy. <laughs> That's literally his job. I have met uh, I've met some people like that in my marketing days. That it's yeah. just like really. <laughs> yeah, like oh. they, like for sure. Yeah, they work for Universal. They work for Sony. Yes, they did. Yes, one hundred percent. But as the janitor. As the janitor, yeah, they were mopping the floors or whatever, but yes, they did work for Universal or whoever the heck it is. Um, a good example of this is like one per, like if they're not name dropping, um, like a lot of people, a lot of people who have worked with the bigger names will not name drop them. They might mm -hmm. kind of every once in a while, but a good example is uh, Lyle from MMD Records, um, who's in South Africa. Like mm -hmm. I've known Lyle, I think for like a year and a half, maybe two years now, um, you know, and he's been on my, in my old podcast before I, you know, I, I've helped him with a few things. We know each other socially. And I just found out last month he was on live with me. He let it slip. He actually worked. I think it was for Sony in South Africa. And he actually had to babysit Lady Gaga and Justin Bieber. And he never mentioned this before the whole fucking time I've known him. So that proved to me he was legit. Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, that's true because, I mean, it's dangerous to name drop like that if yeah. you actually have those connections because you're I going agree. to ruin them. Yeah. Yeah. And babysit is probably the wrong word. He had to be there uh, with the, not that escorts the wrong word. He had to be their point of contact on yeah well point of contact like when they did shows in cape town he had to be the guy that was the host hey how you doing here's your stuff blah 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 here's how you get blah blah blah. you know that type of thing right so you know but i've never heard lyle ever name drop that ever like and he wasn't trying to name drop he was just talking about an experience he had and i went what <laughs> so you know name dropping is a huge huge red flag because a lot of times people will embellish relationships that they have or embellish things that they've done right so if someone tries to tell you you know they work for um i don't know who someone baroness one time blah 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 and they know the singer i forget his name john what's his name and blah 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 and they're trying to make you get a, trying to get a sale out of you it's probably bullshit or it's probably embellished and a lot of people do this as well with um like for example, um, like fairly well-known bands, they might just have a passing connection. Like I've had people tell me like they know Albert Mudrain at Decibel and then you find out all, all they've done is just add them as a Facebook friend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And they're I like, if well, there's anybody out there like I know Corey at Metal Injection because I've gotten a lot of random Facebook requests lately. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure there is because they're like, oh, well, she knows who I am. Nobody so knows me. Corey, you wouldn't believe it because I've had people tell me that that their buddy who's good friends with me has recommended them and I have no idea who their buddy is. And they're just I look on my Facebook and it's like, oh, I added they added me like, you know, six months ago. Cool. Okay. Fine. That happened with you and I actually. Oh yeah. What, some random was person was adding me, and I was like, "Hey, do you know this person? Oh, yeah. You're a mutual yeah. friend." Yeah. And you're, nope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. I don't know. I I know about them, but I don't know them. Um, exactly. What other red flags do we want to talk about? So name dropping is another one. Mm -hmm. Cash is definitely definitely one. 
Oh, so what is uh, a reasonable speaking of, of price? What is a reasonable person say they're not as, you know, deep into it as you? Yeah. What would be a reasonable charge for somebody who's either just getting started or they're, they're still building up their, their contact list. There may be a year or less in for the PR themselves. You mean? Yeah. What would be a reasonable, um, reasonable amount for somebody to pay if they're not mm. offered it for free? Because I know both you and I have done this when we're, you know, well, I'm like still learning and still starting uh, out. So everything, well, a lot of what I do is free, not everything, but a bunch yeah, of Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I still do a lot of free work myself. I do mm -hmm. a ton of free work myself. Um, but I mean, it depends, right? Like a newer PR, like when I first started out, I was way undercharging, like way undercharging. And, you know, I was doing way too much work for way too little cash. And, it, you know, it wasn't fair to me, but I didn't know that at the time. Mm -hmm. um, I'd been given incorrect information that like, you know, the going rate was, I think it was like 150 bucks for like three months. So that's what I did, 150 bucks. And then suddenly you find out, no, that's not true. But a reasonable rate, I mean, it depends because some PRs charge a lot of money because it's a work, work intensive thing. Other people try to go budget. But um, I would say anything under 200 to $250 a month is a red flag as a general rule. Not always, but as a general rule, if the person's charging under 250 or sorry, 200 to 250 that would be a red flag to me most of the time. Most of the time. Okay. I mean, that makes sense because... Yeah. They have to, if, if they're any good, that means they have professional expenses like holics and everything yeah. else that you, have. so, yeah. and they probably have, you didn't even touch into like web hosting or anything like that, that they still yeah. have to pay for. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I got a free WordPress site, so I don't pay for that, but yes, a lot of people you. do. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk in a few months once, once we get all the rest of our goals handled, but okay. um, what was I going to say? So, yeah, I mean, it depends, right? Like, someone like me I mean I do this full-time um I have a family I have to take care of so I can't charge anything less than what I do my the rates I charge just to be fully transparent is I do $500 US a month uh or I do 800 for two months or 1200 for three or 1400 for four if paid up in front um I do that because of the fact that that's the price that I need need to charge and I think I bring a good enough value to people as a general rule um mm -hmm that's far above that. So I have no bones charging that. Um, John Asher, I believe charges roughly the same amount as I do. He might be a little bit less, a little bit more. I'm not sure, but it's roughly around the same amount as I do. But then again, there's other PR companies that are a lot cheaper than me um, that have been around longer. I don't think they necessarily do as good of a job as me. And I'm not going to name names, but they charge less. And I wouldn't say that they were a ripoff by any stretch of the imagination. So it depends, right? So mm -hmm. it depends on what you're looking for. It depends upon what kind of contact you want to have. You know, it, it, it really, it, it, it's so hard to say what for a, for a PR when they're starting out though, it should be 200 to 250, I would say. And anything less than that would just be red flag. Okay. No, that, that definitely makes sense. And <laughs> I think the title of this episode, it depends. <laughs> well, it does. Cause there's never, there's never really a proper answer because sometimes some things that I'll say is a scam can be like legit. I'll give a really good example on something that someone thought was a scam. Um, I'm not actually, I'm not going to say the person's name, but a band I worked with three years ago, mm -hmm. uh, got in touch with me and they said, Hey, 
this dude just got a, got in touch with us and they said that he could get us in front of like, you know, this major label. I'm like, okay, you know, that perks my ears up and makes me go, yeah, it's probably a scam, right? And he said, you know, um, he says that he can do all this stuff for us, but he's not asking for any money. So I don't know what the scam is. I'm like, oh yeah. And I said, said, who, who is it? And he told me the guy's name and I was like, huh, his name kind of rings a bell. I Googled him. This was a very well-known industry person, perfectly legit. He heard the band. He was thrilled with the band. And he ended up like, I, I went to them. I was like, no, this is legit. Talk to this guy. It was his profile. The band ended up getting signed by Century Media as a result. And, um, you know, but like most of the time, something like that's going to be a scam because a guy name dropped. He said, you know, I worked with this big band multiple big bands i was an exec at this label i'm now an anr basically blah 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 like all the harm hallmarks of a scam but in this case that's like a unicorn moment it is <laughs> but it, i mean it was so and it, the guy reached out via dm on facebook to top it off oh dear <laughs> from his personal page so it had all the fucking hallmarks of a scam, but it was 1000% legit. And if the band hadn't taken it up and been like, this guy's a fucking scammer, they wouldn't be where they are right now. Like, I mean, they, like they literally got signed to century media. They got a big PR blitz. I might, I believe they got some good tours out of the deal and everything, but you know, if they hadn't known that this person was that person, you know, this, none of that stuff would happen. So again, yeah, it, it all boils back down to, it depends. It all also boils down to doing your homework, really. Yeah. Because a lot of because that all boils down to doing. You went and you checked. You did your homework. So, yeah. to avoid scammers or shysters, because that's that is the word of the day. Shyster. <laughs> the C squared word of the day is shyster. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> is to just do your homework on people. Check references. Yeah. Do a background check. Check their social medias. Check their website and just ask ask questions that that's like the root of this entire podcast is asking questions yeah and never being afraid to ask the dumb question because i I mean there's really no such thing it's all a learning experience agreed i I got one last thing i want to go over before before we end off which is just kind of like also someone could again i think i might have touched on this before but someone could legitimately have worked at some place or done something but it could also have been a long time ago mm-hmm. and it might have nothing to do with today. Like I've had people tell me like, there's one guy that goes around screaming at the top of his lungs that he is a well-known metal journalist uh, from metal underground, like one of the best known in the world. Nobody's ever heard of him. The guy hasn't written for metal underground since 2006. Um, if you contact, if you contact people that are associated with metal underground, they'll go like, <laughs> yeah, right. So, but in his case, it's actually true. You can go find his articles on the web. They're there. But, you know, he uses this as a buy now for his PR, you know, and he charges whatever money it is. But Metal, uh, Metal Underground wants nothing to do with them. Uh, most bands he's worked with wants nothing to do with them. But in that case, it was sort of true. But it was from 2007. And it's no longer really valid. So anyways, that, that's my final point. Oh, yeah. So... Another thing to look at in the background check is how old their experience is. If it does look like it's real. Yeah, that's 100%. So what, what else do we want to cover, Corey? Is that it? Well, I think we've covered a lot and we're coming up on, you know, 50 minutes of 
PR we? awesomeness. Give people a lot to digest. So if is there anything you want to cover? Anything you want to you the want to only plug th- while we're here? Because you let everybody else toot their horns. Do you want I to toot do. I well, I'm going to toot your horn for one second. So okay. I just want to say that I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say just that Corey is uh, does an absolutely wonderful job at writing bios. She does an absolutely wonderful job at marketing, PR, sales, the whole nine yards. She's like an all-in-one uh, marketing package. Um, so and she also helps me do consulting. And uh, we have a business together called C Squared. Wow. Um, well, it's actually under, operating under Doer PR, but we're calling it C squared between the two of ourselves. And um, if you are interested in getting in touch with us for some possible consulting, reach out. We probably will not take you on because we are very picky, but in certain cases, we might just maybe. So get mm-hmm. in touch with us. Corey, Corey is really good at this type of stuff. She's been doing it for like 10 years, the marketing end of it. I've been doing PR for like eight years. So we kind of know our stuff and, uh, yeah, she's the best, and uh, so is uh, so am I. That's all good. <laughs> we're, we're super awesome and super humble. Just ask yeah. us; we'll tell you how humble we are. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So party on, Corey. Yeah, party on, Curtis. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.